What you about to witness is my thoughts. Just my thoughts, man. Within a few inches is fine. It'll pick up most everything. I'm not like a professional with this, so we'll, Whatever, just, we'll just talk and figure it out. Okay. What's up, everybody? Got my friend Garrett Sert here from Tandem Nutrition. What's up, brother? How you doing? Dude, I'm doing great, man. I'm so excited to be here today, man. You just don't even know. Dude, one of the things I'm excited about for this conversation is you bring, the first time we met, you brought so much energy to the conversation. I was like, oh my goodness, I need to be around this dude a lot more. Uh, I'm more of like a low, low key, just like chill, slow, like boring talker. But like, dude, you bring out energy, so I'm excited for this. So, uh, just tell me about yourself. Yeah, man. So, um, I'm the owner of Ten Nutrition. We have been uh, we're an online nutrition consulting company here in Indianapolis, and we have a team of five people, six include myself. And so, our main goal is just to impact as many lives as possible throughout the city, throughout the world by our online reach through our different social media platforms. And man, we're excited, we're hungry to make an impact. And uh, with the systems coming in place, um, we're hoping to uh, make a change in this world before, uh, you know, before we can't, so we're excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, so I noticed uh, in your bio, you're like helping high-performing men achieve results and look better naked. I, yeah. I thought that was fantastic. Um, how'd, you, how'd you get started in this? Yeah, so, man, it all started when I was 16 years old. You have um, a good backstory. I, so, sorry to interrupt you. You no, have a great backstory. So this is, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how much you want to hear, but, man, many people don't know that I'm from, I'm from Louisiana. And when I was 16 years old, the, the trip that changed my life was my dad bought me a ticket, a one-way ticket, to Indiana to paint my <laughs> uncle's gym in Brownsburg, Indiana. So I took this trip, and then that's where the seed of my eating disorder was planted because I ate what he ate. I didn't have any money. I was painting this gym all day for like seven bucks an hour, um, and and I was running you know ten miles a day for cross country and weightlifting like six days a week. So I just lost a few pounds. Went back to Louisiana. This girl says, "Yo, dude, you look super ripped," and like I saw abs. So I'm like, "Whoa! If I ran that much and ate that little." Like, I'm going to get, like, better abs. So that just spiraled, spiraled really down into, like, really bad eating disorder. And then it wasn't until one day my friend took a picture of me. The whole time, I'm like, I look great. I'm shredded. I got abs. Everything's great. Until I took this picture of me, and that picture changed my life. That put me on a, a completely different trajectory of, you know, the career when I, like, my heart just fumed passion that second. And since then, my heart has not changed as far as, like, me wanting to engulf every second of my life to learn about nutrition and health and fitness and weight training to become bigger, stronger, leaner, faster. And throughout that time, you know, I became a dietitian. I went to Nebraska, went to Indiana, started a business under the same uncle who mm -hmm. hired me mm -hmm. to paint his gym. And I'm like, I just want to get back. Like, I learned so much. Let's bring us, bring us a little closer. Sorry. Sorry about that. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I just learned good. so much that I wanted to, you know, impact others throughout my journey, throughout my education, and that's where I'm at now, man. Nice, yeah. So we're, we're at in Louisiana. Cause my, my parents live uh, in Covington right now. Oh, yeah. So not too far away. Uh, I grew up near Baton Rouge, a little town called Walker, Louisiana. Okay. And so Covington is probably 45 minutes away. So that's nice. really cool. Yeah, my wife and I like to go to the, um, the plantations down there. Like Oak Alley is freaking beautiful. Mm. Just beautiful. Yeah. But um, all right, so you're, you're coming up here, and you said you were 16 when you came? Yeah, first time was about 16 years old. Yep, and uh, didn't you? I didn't know. I like. I didn't like nutrition then. Uh, I just wanted to make help my uncle out. He needed some help, and 
yeah, then went back, and then that's where it all started. I think that I didn't know anything about business. My uncle um, always believed in me as like a hard worker, and so I just grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. My dad owned his own business. My mom owned her own business. My aunts and uncles did their own thing, and but I didn't know anything about business, so right. I really believe that God put people in my life to uh, help me in this trajectory of becoming not, you know an entrepreneur and owning owning a business. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't know anything about it when I was growing up. In fact, going through my my studies of becoming a dietitian, I was told in college that, hey, man, you're on this road to be a dietitian. I'm like, I don't care. I just want to get people shredded, right? <laughs> and, like, I was in this room all, like, full of women. Like, because I was the only guy. To be mm-hmm. a dietitian is a minority to be a guy. And I didn't want to be a clinical dietitian. So I was like, I want to start a business. And I didn't know how. Do you think that was, for, you think that was from seeing other people... Because my grandfather was a really successful entrepreneur, and I saw him, like my dad should have been an entrepreneur. He just, like, knows everybody. But Mm. my grandpa was a really successful entrepreneur, and growing up and spending a lot of time with him, I'm 100% certain that it really affected the way that I saw the world, and Mm. now I'm working for myself. Do you think, like, maybe that might have had something to do with what you saw growing up making you want to be an entrepreneur? 100%. Like, I just just believe in following your passion. And it's, you know, I, and you know what? I really believe that, happiness is a new success like if you want to work for a company and help them you know that's great whatever makes you happy and for me I'd rather like man I just I can't I can't work for someone else yeah yeah it's not the money thing it's just a passion and purpose thing yeah well all right so like you say happiness is success this is one thing I don't totally agree with I see where you're going with but to lay like a blanket statement being happy is success I, I still think success is success but I think that Success unfulfilled is the biggest failure. Mm, so, like, where do you differentiate from that? Like, what do you think? So, you think, like, if I'm happy and not fulfilling my potential, I'm still successful? Well, so I think that that's a good question. Very debated question, too. So I believe that everyone sees success differently. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, 40 year old mom with three kids, their kids are playing in baseball and they're happy as ever. They may be making $40,000 a year you know, whatever, and they're happy as ever, man. That's, that's where they feel the most fulfillment. I think everyone has their cut filled in different ways, mm-hmm. and mine is just people and relationships. Like, relationships is my currency. Yeah. Like, I love people. A lot of times I think back into when I'm making a hard decision in business or in life, I'm like, man, what would my 80-year-old self say to me if I look back when I'm 80 years old? And then that just helps me make a decision. That's such a great tool to use. I use that quite a bit. Do you like, really? That's really so cool. I remember... <laughs> I was kind of a little ornery little bastard in, in high school, and I got suspended for the last three days of school. I was hanging around with some kids doing some stupid stuff. Nothing terrible, just dumb. And I remember walking out, my life changed, and I was walking out to my car for my, to, for my dad to pick me up. And I was like, oh, gosh, this is going to be the worst summer ever. Oh, no. And then it just like dawned on me. It's like, wait, this isn't going to matter in five years. And yeah. then ever since then, I've been able to kind of see a little bit longer and say, okay, this kind of sucks right now, but does it really matter? Right. And that's a great way to like for me to see, you know, what to to have some perspective on what matters and what doesn't. Yeah. Do you um I forget where I was going with that. Oh, back to back to the success thing. Okay. So like <clears throat> following passion. Why is that important? Mm. Following passion. Oh man, it just for me personally? Yeah, yeah. It just makes you feel so much alive. It just really catapults me out of bed in the morning. Um and I believe everyone may fall there. Like, I believe that God has put a purpose in everyone's life. Mm-hmm. Then once they understand that purpose, I think that's when they really come alive and they want to go after it. Like, I'm the type of guy, like, I don't have a TV in my home. Like, I'd rather work all day. Really? None at all? No, no TV. That's awesome. I mean, there's one in the closet, but it was 
left over when I purchased yeah, the home. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, I just very like, I'm just a different kind of person. I'm, I'm a minimalist. So I, every sec- single minute goes to a purpose of my, my, my passion, whether it's helping my coaches or my team or trying to connect with a different gym in the area. So it's just all driven to like, how can I impact people in some way? That sounds kind of like a challenge, not having a TV. So we have, we have one in the living room, but we don't have one in the bedroom. And that's kind of just a rule in our house. We're not gonna have a TV in the bedroom, period. So like, I, I don't know, maybe I should try like a month without TV. I'm doing sober October right now, so oh, you're really yeah. And like, I didn't realize how many times I just have a drink, just like have a beer. Like I'm chilling, I'm relaxing. Like Friday night last week, the new Peaky Blinders came out. I'm like, man, wife's at an event tonight. I'm just gonna chill, watch this show. And they drink a lot of whiskey in that show. I'm like, man, I would love a bourbon right now, but I can't. Ugh. So I like, I don't ever, I really don't get drunk anymore, but. Just having a drink is something so nice for me, and I haven't been able to do it. So I'm doing this sober October thing okay. to kind of challenge myself. And then we have our 5K. I'm undecided if I'm going to keep going on that day or not. But okay. <laughs> so we have a bar crawl right after the 5K, mm-hmm. and I'm excited about it, but it's going to be tough to not not partake with all our friends. Like, we have hundreds of people coming that, like, I love and I appreciate for them being there. And then, yeah. no, sorry, I can't have a drink with you. Mm-hmm. That's going to be tough. It will be tough. Would there be an exception for you on that day, you think? I haven't decided yet. Okay. That's uh so like my wife was saying, I was like, how are you gonna why would you not do that on the day? I was like, Well, I haven't made the decision. The good thing about me doing sober October just for myself is I can make that decision. Like sure. I'm not beholden to anybody else. I don't care what you know I don't care what anybody else thinks as far as like the sober October thing. I'm just doing it for me. So I haven't decided on that day. But you you don't drink at all, right? Um seldom. Seldom, yeah. okay. I went to some of the greatness in Columbus last month and I had a few drinks. But, uh, yeah, 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 it's just not my thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is, I just, there's nothing wrong with it. I don't judge at all. But yeah, no. I, I mean, I'd rather drink, like, I mean, I'm a big fan of, um, yeah, just water, I guess. <laughs> hey, Monster. man, kombucha's got some alcohol on it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Dude, so, hold on. White Claw? Is that White like Claws a, are phenomenal. I love sparkling water, and when they, when they came out with that, I'm like, this is, this is, like, incredible. Yeah, I have a friend that works at White Claw in Chicago. He sent me and my wife, because like, I was posting about like just working on my car with a White Claw instead of a beer. And he's like, hey, what's your address? I'm going to send you a hat next day. Two hats. Really? Yeah, it was, it was great. So I hope we can uh, nurture that relationship. I'd love to work with White Claw. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome, man. Yeah. What's your favorite flavor? Or have you had, how many have you had? Only like maybe a couple. Yeah. At my friend's house in Ohio. Um, I don't remember the flavors. They're really, yeah. they're really good. I like low calorie. I love sparkling water. Right. Um, like I'll literally go buy the like. So here's some hunger hacks for people who like. That's my number one strategy when you're on a diet and you want to feel full quick. Like I get sparkling water, really club soda, and I put like Crystal Light. But you gotta be careful. Mm-hmm. If you put Crystal Light in there, it's gonna foam up and like like volcano. <laughs> so just be careful. And you drink it, and you feel so, at least I feel so full mm-hmm. from just doing that. Tastes really good. That's a heck of a hack. Yeah. I'm sure you got plenty. What, what's another one? Um. Oh man. Uh. Quite a few. So I I made a post about this one time. I always so throughout diets, especially contest prep diets, I always increase veggies. And so people had this main idea that timing of foods matter, which mm-hmm. to some degree it does, and it scales with the degree of leanness of someone. Mm-hmm. But as long as you get your all your calories in within within the twenty four period of time, mm-hmm. and you're with, under under your calorie goal, you're still losing body fat if right. your goal is fat loss. Mm-hmm. So when I was dieting down, I would like shift breakfast. I love to eat at nighttime, so I would like not eat breakfast until like ten eleven. Have just you know protein meal with veggies, 
Then I had like three or four round training, then like a thousand calories at nighttime. Mm-hmm. And so what that did, because I, I like to sleep. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I'm dieting down to a low body fat percentage, I don't sleep well. We have competitors who don't sleep well. And so a good strategy is to put more food in the evening, especially carbohydrates, because that releases serotonin. Okay. And helps, and serotonin turns to melatonin, which helps with the sleeping pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also just makes you wake up and you feel um, like you're ready to go with all that energy. But again, for fat loss, what's most important is how much you eat in a 24 hour period of time, not exactly what you eat, even though food choices are important as well. Right. So, I, one of my favorite things about you is, uh, or at least about your account, is like how you're always like, you post these trends like keto or this or that, and then you're like, or you can just do the calorie deficit. <laughs> yeah. How, how, how important is that to you to explain to people they don't have to do a specific diet? You know, it amazes people, man. People think that the keto is like the mo- that intermittent fasting are like king for fat loss. Are you and against it or are you just saying you don't have to do it? Oh, I'm just saying that you don't have to do it. Yeah, okay. I mean, if keto, were, so what's most important for fat loss is do you enjoy what you're doing and can you stick to it? Because if you can do both those things forever, then like those are, because America doesn't have a weight loss problem. We always wait, right? America has a weight maintenance problem. Mm-hmm. It's what we, whatever we embark, embark onto, we just can't stick to. And that's the piece people are missing. So Why is that? Man, um, you know, gimmicks as far as fads and mm-hmm. things that you can like. And I'm a really big believer that you should not have to buy into health. Like this fast detoxing program or like this 24-hour, 24 24-day 24 challenge. Like just eat, eat less into a calorie deficit, right? Um, I think people love to get faked out by quick fixes that mm-hmm. promises really fast results right. and that's awesome the magic pill and they're good i mean right listen if you're if you get motivated really quickly by seeing results fast use that but you have to realize that if you can't maintain that it's going to come right back on mm-hmm. and so yeah what's the science say about the keto diet and like whenever people get off of it mm. and so like i don't know this is purely anecdotal but people getting off of keto and then going right back to where they were is there any science behind that as far as, like, weight change? Yeah, yeah. Mm, you know, there is. So a lot of people like to think that keto is massively successful because transition to a higher-carb diet, higher carb, higher carb diet to a low-carb diet, you lose a lot of, you know, glycogen. And with glycogen, you, ha- you store water. And okay. so when you do deplete carbs, you deplete water in your muscles, and then you have a huge, like, water loss. You, you lose, like, 10 pounds in, like, two weeks or whatever massive amount. And like, oh, it's working, right? So whenever you transition out of the keto diet back into a carb-based diet, your body's going to take in carbohydrates, and with carbs comes sodium and water, and so that's going to fill your muscle bellies back up with those two things, holding water, holding sustenance, and the scale will go up accordingly. Mm-hmm. And so aside that, you're, I mean, it's very likely for the weight to go up beyond where you started if you just go out of control and remove yourself from a calorie deficit. Okay. Is there any kind of correlation between like those? Like uh, loss of strength with the keto, since there's mm. less hydration in the muscles. If that's the, way, I'm under. That's how I'm understanding. It. Is that right? Yeah, you know what? I've not dived into literature with strength changes with keto in a while, so I can't say. Okay. Um, but that's that's a very highly debated topic for yeah. sure. I mean, if you get whenever you get into any kind of diet or trend like this, it's there are passionate people on both sides of the aisle. Yes. Can't really argue with the calorie deficit because that's just like. I feel like that's if you break it down, like that's the the foundation of weight loss, right? Yep, exactly. So, do you have people that are like, well, no? Well, so when you post something, do people like come out and disagree with you, or a few people do? Yeah, and like, what are they saying? Um, so a few things. Like, 
the, the, the post I made this morning about hit does not burn more body fat. Yeah, I read that. So that this one guy, I is a repost from like four months ago. This one guy took it, he took it personal, man. He really got, got into me. Like they, like it, it was this, someone like shared my post to someone comment on the share post and I saw it. Mm-hmm. And so we were going back and forth. He was like literally using cuss words. I'm like, this is not a big deal. Like, <laughs> like I don't make it up. Like this is the science, man. Like I wish I could, these are not my words. I mean, these are my words, but like I'm just extrapolating what science says mm-hmm. to make you understand it. And so he was like, yeah, dude, hit burns more fat. Who doesn't know that? Well, I'm like, mm, nah, it doesn't. It, you, it does burn more body fat as energy. But I think people need to realize, Jimmy, that burning body fat is not the same thing as losing body weight. So our mm-hmm. bodies on the cellular level burn body fat like keto. Like once you get fat adapted, your body primarily burns body fat. What's fat adapted? Um, so so with keto, um, your body starts to use ketones for energy mm-hmm. and it begins to use fat as its main source of energy as you go throughout that time period with keto. So basically, its main source is that. So your primary energy is that and not carbs. So people equate burning fat as losing fat. Okay. It's kind of confusing. I probably Yeah, keep going well. into okay. it. Okay. So let's say... Okay. Burning fat versus losing fat. Let me give an example here. Low-intensity cardio. And there are people who are like, yo, this is the best type of cardio, or it's a good type of cardio. That primarily uses fatty acids for fuel. Okay. And just because you burn more fatty acids in your body for fuel, because it's low intensity, mm-hmm. HIT, high intensity interval training, uses more glucose or glycogen. Okay. okay. Now, the advantage of low intensity is that it doesn't stress the CNS, the central nervous system, as much, and it helps with recovery. But just because that person may burn more fatty acids for fuel throughout that workout doesn't mean that they would burn more overall body weight because really it really just comes down to a calorie deficit. And there's, there's two ways to get into a deficit. Decrease your calories or increase the amount of activity you do. And with HIT, the one thing that's over-exaggerated and overhyped is the excess post-exercise oxygen I was going to ask about the afterburn. Is the that what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like people think it's like hundreds of calories or hours. It's like... 20 or 30, like, it's not going to make or break your diet. Especially if, you know, hunger is stimulated from doing HIT, which mm-hmm. studies, some studies have shown that doing HIT will ignite your hunger more than doing low intensity. And if you're more hungry and you eat more calories, then that, that takes away from the benefits of EPOC. So it really comes down to do what you like and just being consistent with it. Right now, for all my clients, I give them a step goal. I don't give them cardio because I just want to give them the freedom of doing what they like to do. Let's say the average... 8,000 steps a day before they get into a diet. Let's start with 9,500. And if you want to go on the treadmill, the stair stepper, I don't care what you do, just get it in, right? That's your goal. Because when we diet down, one of the main reasons why we plateau is because our body sees a calorie deficit as a threat to our survival. Like mm-hmm. it senses scarcity to food. And right. like, it doesn't know that we're trying to like look better, right? right? It's like, whoa, like, hey, like things are not working out. Let me make you more tired and increase your hunger so you can sit down and eat more, right? And survive longer. Yeah, survive longer. Right. Your body's like your body's built to make you survive. Isn't that wild how the brain <laughs> just like all it cares about is one surviving and two recreating or procreating? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then breaks down all the decisions on that. Do you do you have a lot of people that whenever they work with you, do you have a lot of people that think they're going to come in and get something quick and it just kind of goes away? Mm. You know, we we are very up on like education. So before we even take on a client, we, we just want to make sure they're a good fit for us. And we explain exactly what we do. And we say, this is what you can expect working with us. 
And like the number one question is how much body fat, how much body weight should I expect to lose each week? And we gauge it based off of you know percentages. Roughly half to 1% of your body weight each week would be a good measure of dropping weight each week. So if you weigh 200 pounds, sorry, <laughs> dropping two pounds a week would be a good safe measure to make sure you're keeping muscle mass while losing body fat. Okay. Uh, do you, so you, is that like a typical goal? Well, I guess you said one one percent or half percent. Yeah, half to one. Half to one. Okay, yeah. and that's just a healthy, sustainable way to do it. Yeah, yeah. We found that percentages higher than that, we need to you know cut calories too quickly, go too aggressively, or you know prescribe really high step count numbers. Plus, what's most important for a diet is losing specifically fat and not muscle, because two tissues like the body wants to get rid of muscle because it costs a lot of energy to keep it, mm-hmm. and. And it's just not necessary for survival like fat is. Like mm-hmm. your body wants to, you know, keep fat in your body. That's interesting. I, like I, I think a lot of people would know that, but they probably never think of that. Mm-hmm. Like your body would rather store fat than muscle. Is that what you're saying? Hundred percent. Yeah. Like because think of our ancestors. Like our ancestors didn't go to the gym. Like it's not this. So having bigger muscles outside of like a normal frame is not natural to the human being. Like in some regard, yes. But because muscle requires so much more energy energy to maintain, that's the first to go. That's why it's so important to weight train throughout a diet because by weight, weight training is telling your body, hey, like these are important. Let's keep these. We see if you go on a diet without weight training, like, hey, let's get rid of these guys first. And then once it happens, your metabolism drops down because right. muscle is very closely correlated to metabolism. Then, like, you're going to hit a plateau super quick. And you're just going to, like, look, like, skinny and, like, flabby. Like, it just sounds like a good mix. So what do, you, what do you say to the girls, and this is probably a common question, the girls that are just, like, they don't want to weight train because I don't want to look that guy or whatever, like, what do you say to, to women that aren't really wanting to weight train? Yes. And at what level should they weight train? So it's like a five-pound dumbbell, is that weight training, or is that just moving your, moving your arms? I mean, if, if, that's, if that's the least they can do, I'd say do it. So like hormonally, women think that you know, they don't want to get bulky, mm-hmm. but women don't have the testosterone that we have. So like physiologically, it's impossible. I mean, look at me. I've been training for 12 years. I am tiny, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I don't tell you about that. Um, but, like, it's just from a hormonal basis, do you remember, like, there's no way they can get bulky or big unless they take some type of external substance okay. that gets them there. Okay. Do you ever encourage any supplementing for men or women? Just any and, – and if you do, which ones, yeah. like, do you usually suggest? So, you know, there are five research-based supplements that we recommend to our clients. There's just five. And, like, okay. people are, like, surprised. Like, there's not, like, ten? No. Like, I only take two supplements, creatine or three. Creatine, whey protein, and fish oil. But there's five that are heavily backed by research that's been shown to have a, a profound positive effect on fat loss, gaining muscle mass, and for general health. And they are, one, whey protein. So I see that as more like a food. I was, I was, or like a convenient supplement. It's mm-hmm. not necessary. Uh, creatine, creatine is one of the most backed and high, su- highly supported and cheapest, most effective. Um, <laughs> so get creatine. Get creatine. <laughs> it's cheap. Uh, no, women will say, well, it makes you bloated. Listen, if if don't start taking creatine throughout a diet. Just do it in your like your metabolic reset phase or your muscle gain phase because it may cause water retention because it mm-hmm. causes your muscles to take in more water. Creatine's one, fish oil is another big one, vitamin D, but just make sure that you get tested first because unlike water-soluble vitamins, fat-soluble vitamins like vitamin D get stored in the body and they don't like 
in excess amounts, they don't get like out your urine. So like if you eat a lot of vitamin A, D, K, like just be careful. So what what do you say? Be careful. Um, because having too much can lead to t- toxicity and some some like in high school I'd eat cans and cans of like pumpkin man. Like loved it. Really? Like, yeah, I put them on pancakes and everything. And um, my hands would, like everyone like you are you okay? They thought I had jaundice. <laughs> my hands and my feet would turn orange. And like I don't know how much vitamin A I was eating, but I realized I was probably eating too much. But like vitamin D, it's a very it's a very very you know good supplement. But in high doses for a prolonged period of time. It could um, it could be toxic to the body. Okay. So that and uh, so we have whey protein, creatine, fish oil. Yep. What else? What were the other two? Um, that were science backed that you read. Yeah, caffeine you... is one. So caffeine is necessary. Love caffeine. <laughs> Love caffeine. <laughs> How many milligrams a day do you take? I don't want to say that in a public forum. Okay. We just <laughs> it's a lot. Per- the first time we talked, you know, the first time we talked, Jeremy, I met you at a Starbucks on 96th, and it was a Saturday morning at 11 a.m. And um, you just like you look like you just woke up, and like he's like, "Yo, dude, I've been working since 4 a.m." I'm like, "Wow, this yeah, a grinder." Yeah, I'm. So this past year, I so I'm in a recovery phase right now. I'm okay. trying to sleep like nine hours a night right now to make up for the last year of getting like five and a half, six and a half. Wow. On average, I probably aged like three years in this last year, but I had a great time. I freaking love the grind, man. I okay. love that, but I also like. You know, getting not old. I, I'm only 29, but I'm like trying to get. To, I'm starting to get to a point where I realize like I need to be able to sustain this. And being tired and stressed out and cranky all the time is not a way I want to live my life. Like I'm designing the way I want to live. I need to enjoy that physically too. Yeah. And my my freaking my exercise went out the window the last year. Mm-hmm. Like I still went to the gym, but it was like for very short periods. There was no point in going other than just going to the gym. Lost like 20 pounds in the last year and a half. Rookie mistake there, my bad. Lost like 20 pounds in the last year and a half, and I've gained about five back since I got back on this, like, sleeping a lot train. But I'm trying to, like, really just sleep as much as possible. Mm. But, yeah, that was that was a point in my life where I was, like, not sleeping very much. Let me ask you this. What are, I mean, it sounds like you've been crushing it. It really grinded out these past year, mm-hmm. two years. Uh, like six. Six but years, okay. <laughs> a little overboard this past year, probably. What are the three... Three biggest. Can I ask you a question? Is this Please, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What are the three biggest accomplishment accomplishments that you're most proud of from your grind? Um, you know, it's a weird question because it wouldn't. I wouldn't say it would be outcome based. It would probably be relationship based. So Ooh, number one, I like that. I'm most proud of my relationship with my wife. Um, she she just makes me better in every way. Um, so that, I mean, and having a relationship like that that is work. Like it takes work. You don't just magically fall in love and stay in love forever. It takes work. Uh, the second thing would probably be um, my relationship with myself. Mm. I I like me. <laughs> I think I'm an okay guy, <laughs> and I like so like I've pretty much like all the reading and all this personal development. Like I've shaped myself into somebody that I want to be, mm. and I'm really proud of that. Like. I feel like if you can develop yourself into somebody, develop yourself into somebody, so in my case, I want to be successful. So I develop myself into somebody that would be successful. I have habits now that over the long term of my life, I will be successful. Mm. So I like that. I'm proud of that. And then the third one would probably be just whenever it would be, so IFM, right? Yep. So it would probably be the fact that we've started a mission that an entire community of people are behind and 
Like, I don't, I'm not the only one saying L2F. We have hundreds and hundreds of people saying L2F. Like, we get tagged all the time with L2F posts. Like, that's freaking magical. I'm so proud of that. That is really cool, man. Like, I'm seeing it all over, and especially through all my friends now, tagging you on, on Instagram. You know, one thing I'm curious about, because I'm a man of habit, too. Like, I've, I, mean, I love, I really believe that habits consistent habits going in the right directions and making those deliberate choices because I think success is driven from the right choices done consistently. So what would you say are the most important habits in your life that are helping you get to the place profession that you want to be? <laughs> oh, I would say probably learning. Learning for sure. Um, I feel like I picked up a, a mindset. Well, one, it, like, it builds confidence whenever you're learning all the time, right? Mm. But two, I picked up a mindset that like if there is something that needs to get done that I don't know how to do, I have 100% confidence I can figure out how to do it just mm-hmm. because of my attitude of learning. I'll so I would, I would say that. I think um, as far as, like, success, I think you mentioned habits. Like, habits will be discipline any day. Like, I want to be more disciplined always, but, like, if I have habits that are just, they're just, they just happen. Mm. Like, you don't have to think about being disciplined because you just do the right thing without thinking. Right. That's one of my favorite things about developing habits, and that's what I'm trying to do with uh, my my physical health. Like, that's a big focus for me right now mm. because, you know, I've worked to my own detriment physically, you know, for the last year or so, and now I'm trying to create habits where I don't even think I'm just going to be healthy, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's why I'm trying to have conversations with people like you. I'm like, this podcast is for me, man. I'm trying to learn from you so I can I <laughs> get on that page. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I know you talked earlier about how proud, like, of the team that you've built is. Mm-hmm. You, you want to talk about that? Yeah, I know man, you do. I'm, just, I'm blessed, man. I get up every morning just so excited to be working with these five people. Um, and I think a lot of people think, or I don't know, people assume that I just met them one day mm-hmm. and was like, hey, do you want to be on the same team? But it was nothing like that. <laughs> it like, never is. No, I it just, I think, I really believe that God put these people in my life and for, you know, reasons. Because um, I believe that, you know, I didn't, I never wanted a team. I just wanted to do myself because like, I was like, hey, this is, I'm just, I'm good at this. And um, then I realized like where my heart's at and that's always just relationships and make an impact. Then I met this first person, uh, Jason Barnes, this time last year this month last year actually and I was he was he's a financial advisor man mm-hmm. and it was a Saturday morning super cold in his office he's giving a free nutrition presentation and I, I was invited to it mm-hmm. and honestly I was this close from not going the only reason why I went That's is funny. because yeah the only reason I went is because um, Austin Dossie was showing up and everyone loves it. if you're in Fishers and Calston you know Austin Dossie he's like mm-hmm. one of the head trainers I'm like I love Austin I don't know Jason like I've never met Jason in my life so I go there to see Austin, but then I saw Jason. He's blew my mind. I mean, super citing studies, way better than I could even imagine, right? Way better than me. So I turned to my friend next to me who invited me. He's like, I was like, hey, does he coach? And he says, no. <laughs> like, and he's like, do you want to work with him? I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> and that was, and that, that one decision changed my life because the second I hired him was the next day I got fired from my position. <laughs> no, because I was. That's how it goes, man. Yeah, like okay, like it was like a week, but this would happen. So I was, I had Tana full time. Mm-hmm. I was, I was also a nutrition consultant for Renaissance Periodization, which is one of the biggest nutrition consulting companies like in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, they had nineteen consultants. You're either you're either like a PhD or a doctor or like master's degree or dietitian. And man, I got this email one day. 
because they're in my Facebook group. Keep going. Let me try and get this. Thank you. Sorry for that. They're, they're in, the, the CEO and his, and his wife were in my Facebook group. And so I announced one day, Coach Barnes is on the team. This is the impact we're making on our city, giving presentations, doing community events. Then two days later, I was sitting on a bench at Lifetime Fitness in Castle Creek. I got this email from them, and they said, basically, you're fired. Like An hey, email? Yeah, an email. Dang. Look, this is a bad time. Let me tell you why it's a bad time. <laughs> Man, I didn't, even have, I, didn't, was, I didn't have a home. Like I wasn't living anywhere. Like I was bumming on people's couches. And because I moved up from Florida, mm-hmm. and um, just a random decision, I felt God pulled me to Florida, but... I know the reason why he did that for a year because he, t- he let me realize what I had up here. Mm-hmm. And so I just went on people's couches and, um, man, I got that letter and I, I, I was in shock because I was about to buy this house up here. I spent $10,000 on taxes. I spent thousand dollars on this mentor for my business to help me scale. And I'm going on this trip to Asia in two weeks that could cost man. unknown. I'm like, right. first time like, I've been across away from my parents for like 10 years. First time I ever called my mom and said, mom, <laughs> I'm really scared right now because they made up, they made up half my income and I'm like, Whoa, <laughs> they did all the work for me. They just sent me clients. It's super easy. And so I text my mentor, Jason Cobb, who's up in uh, Wisconsin. I'm like, Hey man, how do I fix this? And the next question, Jeremy, he said that changed my perspective was, I didn't even think he that asked this. He said, why do you want to fix this? And I told my reasons. He says, Garrett, this is the one thing you needed to prepare your life forward. I like what it. you fear the most, you have to do it now. I said, I guess it's a sink or swim. Remember my first few days in January. January is like the busiest month for all nutrition consultants. Right. $300, made $300 in like a week. I almost cried. I'm like, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> I'm like, this is going to be tough. Uh, <laughs> it is tough though. Dude, it's it, doesn't so tough. Just, it doesn't just happen overnight. It's like, as soon as you make that decision, like you're on your own, it's like, okay, what do I do now? Like, and like for me, like I've woken up like so many times with like, where the hell am I going to get this money? Yeah, no <laughs> and sometimes lie. it just magically appears, which is by the grace of God. Yeah. But man, it's it's scary. Mm. Almost every morning it's scary sometimes. Mm. I mean, yeah. it's great to have like more comfort, but like whenever you are still like just getting started out, it is terrifying. Mm. But if you, I think that's a lot of people, they'll back up and retreat and go back to what's mm. safe. Be like, oh, I wasn't ready yet. It's like, if I had to tell anybody anything that wants to go for themselves, it's like, you're never going to be ready. You have to do it and you have to fight through the storms and then you're ready after you get through those storms. Mm. And that's been the truth of my life. I don't know if yeah. you found the same thing. hundred percent. Those storms have purposes, man. Like you've Amen. so much those storms and those hard times that you use because there's going to be worse storms. Mm-hmm. And the only way you get those storms that are ahead of you is to get through them right now. And you can either retreat or you can keep, like just stay in the moment yes. and learn and like do whatever you can to make it happen. And like I just grew up from a family that was just really poor, um, and like my dad taught me from a really young age. Like there's nights when my dad came home and did not eat because he wanted food for my brother and I. Mm-hmm. And like I seeing that, that's one of my big whys. Which you see on my phone is the picture of my mom and I. Like that's my big why in my life because I want to make sure that before I die, like I build a future for my mom and dad, my future wife and kids that like they can live in comfort from yes. like my actions. Like that's that's like that is my why. Besides impacting the world, like that's. I say world, but like start with the city mm-hmm. and go like we just, just have a dream to build this international company to do some big things, and I believe we're gonna get there. I truly believe it. I do too. All this energy, man. I love I'm it, like yeah. I'm ready to go fucking run through a wall, <laughs> <laughs> dude. So how Ed Milet says like uh, oftentimes your dreams are there or your motivation comes from your dreams or other people. It sounds like you got both. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, yeah. So I, initially, I yeah, it, um, that's a hard question. Here, here's 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 my here's my uh, I guess my story is like um, I had this initial dream, and then people always like my mentors, and there's people in my life who give me visions on top of that dream that I don't think it was possible. Mm-hmm. Like when I met Coach Casey, it was in a church randomly, right? Like I didn't even like whatever. But then one day she said something to me that really blew my mind 10x to like what Tanda can do. She came on board as a coach, and like we've like, I mean, we've crushed it since. You then. guys are killing it right now. She's she's it's very evident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just she's uh, she's. I mean, like I said before, like her and Jason and Ashley and Layla and now our new coach Boston uh, Gowan. Shout out Boston for getting a 5K ticket. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> then they're all fire breathing dragons and like we'll be up till 10 11 like i never i never tell them when they have to work they're, i don't even set them hours they're their own people like we'll be up everyone 10 30 11 at night midnight 11 texting each other talking about business on calls and like i want to be surrounded by those people amen yeah dude it's crazy like there's oh man I'm, it's it's wild what a mission like a shared mission will do for a group of people working towards something mm. it's just brings so much like people care yeah, man, it's, yeah, it, sometimes I don't think it's real, um, but, like, I've learned, like, the first day I was in this position of leading people, I don't even know how to lead people. Right. <laughs> Jeremy, I bought five leadership books in one day. The first one I, the first one I read, which I really loved, was Extreme Ownership. Okay. Uh, love that book. I that need to read that book. one. That's Dude, one that I haven't read. I love it. I kind of adopt that philosophy, though, just in general. I think I picked that up from the MFCEO Project mm. podcast, uh, just take 100% ownership and a book called um, it's by Darren Hardy The Compound Effect oh yep that's it's one. one of the first things they say is like 100% everything in your life is on you and I was like well oh, okay yeah I like that I can get down with that and so I have no sympathy for people that are victims I guess mm, yeah uh, like okay well you got yourself in this situation only you can change it so I'm no sympathy for me for those kind of situations but Sorry, go ahead. No, no like, the other books. Oh, um, that's been a big game. When I lost my job, when I got fired, I always go. My mentor reads fourteen books at one time. I'm like, Yo, really? Yeah, he's a ge- like he's a genius. He's a, he's a guy that helped me take tandem from like I was working forty hours a week, sixty hours a week at this full time job. I was a wellness coordinator for five years mm-hmm. for a bank here in Indy, and he actually worked in the bank. And then like I left mm-hmm. and he helped me leave. It wasn't for him. He saw potential in me. He's like, mm-hmm. dude, listen, you can do this. And it's a funny story. Um, I don't tell many people this, but he actually be- became a client when I worked at the bank mm-hmm. and he was a very high maintenance client. When he, he wanted like calls every day, <laughs> he never checked in. He, he never did anything. So I tried to fire him as a client. And then one night I was on my phone and he said something. I'm like, hey, listen, I'll make you a deal. If you can tell me how to do this, I'm going to work with you for the rest of my life for free. Since that date, Jeremy, Every week we have two calls, coaching calls. One, me coaching him and him him coaching me. And it wasn't for him. There's no way I, I would have taken my business full time in a time I did. Like he was such a blessing to me. And it's funny because I almost try to, I try to get rid of him first. <laughs> I'm like, yo, <laughs> like I jacked up prices super high. I'm like, <laughs> and he called me, yo, this does not make sense. I'm like, I know. I'm like, it's not. That's the point. Too. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I forgot. Oh, books. So he had me read The Obstacle is the Way. Love that book. Ooh, Everybody needs to listen to that or listen to that or read it. I have the audio <sighs> and it is so good. Uh, I was in a meeting with some, with a sales coach. I think he was, yeah, a sales coach. And we were just talking about books, and he's like, I just finished this one called The Obstacle is the Way. It was just one of the best I've ever read. I got it that day, finished it that weekend. Amazing book. Yes. 
Yeah. Please continue. That, that I Atomic love these Habits, books. Atomic Habits is... I haven't read that one, but I've heard good things. I mean, James Clear is amazing. Right now I'm reading... So, funny, I just finished reading <clears throat> Who Moved My Cheese. That's a good one. Classic. <laughs> That's old. That's classic. It is. And then I'm reading right now The Big Leap. The Big, Big Leap. Leap. So it's about like facing your upper limit and mm-hmm. taking that next step in your life to face your fears because that's where I feel like I have a lot of self like limitations that I'm trying like I'm scared of a lot of things like I'm scared of getting in front of the video mm-hmm. hate doing that really um, yeah I can't say that's surprising it. me you Man. got a lot of charisma well I, here's the deal I, this is what I learned in the book the expression of energy and excitement are the same. No, it's the expression of excitement and fear are the same. Mm-hmm. So like I try to work like whenever you see me really excited like I am now. It's me being really nervous and anxious, really? channeling, channeling the energy to something more positive. And so when I'm like, when I'm like yo, it's like, that's like whenever, <laughs> like seriously, seriously, when I get really down or stressed, I make really random positive noises <laughs> or I just laugh because like your, your brain cannot tell the difference between like, if you physically smile, there's just no, there's a release of neurotransmitters, neurochemicals that it would be impossible to feel sad, like just smile. You just feel good. I've right? used that exercise so many times. <laughs> just feeling like stress or something, just make myself put on a stupid smile, and then it's like, okay, it's not so bad. Yeah, all right, life's good for sure. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, so that book, I'm I'm halfway through that book, but I'm re- like my my goal this year is to read 25 books. I'm at like nine or something, ten. Um, but I love reading. Because reading is like someone put the best of what they know into a book. Like, your whole life story, like, like your passion and everything you live for in your life into this one book. And, like, he's your personal mentor that you can learn everything. Like, it's a mentor that you get for, free, like, basically for cheap. Yeah, right? And I don't understand why, I don't know why, but, like, people don't take advantage of that. Oh. Like, you get, pe- you get books from people who have achieved, like, the highest of heights. Most, like, if, no matter what you're into, like if you're into Legos and blocks and stuff like that, there's some book out there by somebody that was super duper successful with Legos that wrote a book and mm-hmm. put all their wisdom, which is way bigger than knowledge, mm-hmm. all their wisdom into a book. Yep. Yeah. Take advantage. If there is one book <laughs> I can recommend to people listening today, it would be Miracle Morning by Hal, Hal Erod. That book changed my life. Really? Oh, it was a game What's it about? Changer. Obviously, morning, but... Yeah, so it's about those habits. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes to a lot of trials of Hal himself or just other people who you know hit rock bottom and changed their morning by con- taking control. The first mm-hmm. thing we always, like, at least most of us most, do, is yeah. look, look at the phone, and we're very active, not proactive, and that just ruins your day, right? Amen. I do not check emails first hour of the day, two hours, because sometimes they're not always the most positive. So I'm like, I'm not going to let that ruin my day. So I have a very strict habit routine in the morning that I get up before 6, um, have an accountability partner in Michigan, and if I'm not, not up before 6 a.m., I'm paying him $5 every morning, right? I take a, I take a picture of myself, <laughs> on Instagram, t- uh, time frame it, and then shoot to him. I love that. So every morning, and he sends me fifty bucks. He makes a he makes a ton of money. So I'm like, he can he can wage fifty bucks. I can't. Anyway, uh, so the first thing I do, I put on my headsets. I listen to a podcast every morning for twenty minutes. Ed Milet, Gary Vee, just something to get me going. I love it. Mm-hmm. And then I go right into reading on my treadmill for twenty minutes, twenty twenty five minutes. Then I go right into push ups. Then I send a, a message out to a, a friend. Mm-hmm. From, from high school, from office. Hey, man, I'm just want to know that I, I'm thinking of you. I hope you're doing well. Or like, hey, if I knew that this person achieved something great in the past, like, hey, man, congratulations on this win. Just, just, just giving love to someone. Just let them know that I'm thinking about them is huge. And I reach out to three prospects um, with my business. 
and that's about it. So it's like takes me about an hour or so, but sometimes I get really into reading. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to have a habit of writing, but I realized that like it just takes a really creative state to write. Like I need emotion to write, mm-hmm. and I write when I feel that emotional state coming on. Mm-hmm. Um, I write whenever I find, or I find whenever I am reading too much and not putting any creativity out, like writing. Uh, whether it be writing or some kind of social post, if I'm taking too much info in and not putting anything out, I get like clogged up mentally. Mm-hmm. That was one thing. So like I started journaling and that was, that was really helpful for me. Wow. Um, I, whenever you have this morning routine, like everything that you're doing takes you what, till an hour, hour and a half yeah. maybe. And you move your, your entire life move forward in just an hour and a half. Yeah. You know, when I first started, I just had two habits because I was like, I was going through a really dark time when I moved to Florida. Um, I moved in Florida in August of uh, 2017. I just felt God was pulling me there. So I I moved, and I just got in a really dark, depressive state, was not happy, was not positive. I was spending 18 hours in this condo by myself, not talking to people. I knew no one. had no friends, Mm -hmm. no family. I lived in this retirement community with these people, and I was getting weight. I wasn't, like, combing my hair. My mentor called me one morning. He's like, dude, if you keep this up, you're going to lose your business. I'm like, like it hit me the reality. It's great to have a mentor that say that to you. Yeah, he says, "What do you do? What do you do right now for self development?" I'm like, "Man, I'm like reading five minutes a day and like I don't know, like doing push ups." I stopped going to the gym. Like this is really? not me. Like it was huge. Like never hit a rock. But like I wouldn't say hit rock bottom, but I was not myself. Mm-hmm. And so that morning, I created this habit chart, and I have it on Google Sheets. Nice. And right now, I have like 26 different habits I do every day. Try to right, <laughs> like 17. That's average. a lot. Yeah, it's, you know, I have like a morning habit, I have a business, you know, daily business habits, I have a uh, a day habit routine, I have an eating routine, and like a general, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, hit my calorie goal, hit my protein goal, mm-hmm. you know, pray, then like my day routine, my business habits, so just to make sure that I'm consistent with all the things that keep the wheels turning, and the first, the very, I just had two or three habits in the beginning, like mm-hmm. do not start off with 26 habits. Right, yeah, definitely don't do that. Just pick two. It was very small too, and then once I got that feeling of success and those small wins, I'm like... I need to, like, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. And so I read every day, and, like, my life changed when I started reading a lot more. Yeah, same. That's kind of what I was talking about earlier. You asked what I'm proud of. It's, like, and I said the person that I've shaped myself to be is started by becoming a book nerd. Like, mm. I've I read so many books, and it, they, like, like you said, like, it's taking somebody else's wisdom and implanting it into your brain. Mm. I read all these books, and now I have the wisdom of a hundred different successful people running through my brain Mm -hmm. and so it just helps me with every decision in life it helps me with my attitude which is the number one uh, thing that will decide the trajectory that you go makes so much sense to be spending a lot of time reading and learning yes I agree sharpening that saw Mm -hmm. Mm what um what are you so you talk about big goals what are where are your goals where you want to go for the business yeah well Mm -hmm. for you for the business uh yeah man um that's a big question. So I want Keep to... Keep going. I'm going to go use the restroom. Sure. Yeah. Um, so the biggest goals I have for the business are to um, be eventually an international company impacting hundreds, if not millions of people. And it's going to take a system that will allow us to handle that many people, whether through education or through consulting. So we have a really a lot of great ideas. Even though Tandem Nutrition is seven years old, I feel like we're brand new, and like today is the day one of our. Every day is like a start, new day to our, uh, to our, to our map. But yeah, we're really excited about the goals and the vision we have, and really just want to make a big impact in Indianapolis right now. And um, 
just do good, just impact people in a very positive way. Which is really glad I met Jeremy, because when I met Jeremy, I'm like, yo, his mission aligns with ours very closely. And I read before coming here that Indiana was ranked 41st in 2018 in the health rankings in America. And as Jeremy's goal is, our goal is to help improve those rankings and just to see people healthier, happier, and live longer. How did that go? <laughs> I was sitting in there. I was like, I'm just going to give him a minute. Let him go. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, thank you. You handled it well. Did you hear me talking? Yeah, I did. Oh, it cool. sounded good. <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. I was in the sauna before I came here. I drank like a half gallon of water, so I'm just wow, peeing like crazy. Yeah, yeah if, I, if I took a break. Um, yeah, sorry. I missed that. Oh, no, you can go back. No, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just the... The brief version, mm. like, what's your what's your biggest goal in life? Mm, man. Let me re-ask that question. What do you want people to say when you die? Oh, man, that's another tough question. I just, I just, you know, I as, as a 31-year-old, mm-hmm. I probably think about death more than about life. Which, really? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm one of those weird, I'm not weird, but, like, I think it's, it's your reality because thinking about death, it, um... I know this is going away from your question. It's undefeated. Well, it, it really dictates how to live each day. Like okay. any, any fears that you have, like there's something worse than that. So you either do it or you don't. Um, and, you know, a lot of times, like I said, yeah, my, how I, like the decisions I make based upon like one day, like I always say to myself, Garrett, in a hundred years, no one's going to know you. No one's going to know your business. So why not do the best you can today with what you have and make the biggest impact possible so that there's a chance that your legacy or like this ripple effect of tandem can live on for years. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Whenever people say like, no one's going to remember you. I'm like, do you really want that though? <laughs> Cause I know I want people to remember me in hundred years, whether it just be family or a million people. I want, I want to do something so wonderful for people around the world that like I, my body dies, but I still live on. I love that. Maybe man. that's an egocentric way to look at it, but that's just how I feel. But your impact will live on for years, man, especially within the city. What you start, someone will carry on. Mm-hmm. That's why another reason why I created a team, because like, I wanted to keep going. Yeah, I was, uh, in the beginning, I just had a, it was just Ryan and myself, and we were kind of like, we weren't really sure what we were going to do with it. We weren't sure if we were going to make it a business or what, and I was talking to Zach Hummel, and uh, he was just talking about, like, how his team, or, like, as soon as he started building out a team instead of doing everything himself, like, everything exploded for him. And I was like, huh, you might be onto something there. We started building out a team, and boom, we became huge, like, quick. Like, you, you just leverage, like, so much more effort out of other people that care, mm. and all of a sudden you're doing 10x what you were doing, even though you only have five more people. Mm-hmm. It's wild how it just, like, compounds on top of it. Mm-hmm. We're... Um, are you, are you going to keep building your team or are you going to stay where you're at? So I've learned through, especially throughout the Extreme Leadership book, that and through my own experiences, I, you know, I had six coaches and we changed our structure some. I can only effectively manage six, like five or six people effectively. Mm-hmm. For now. For now, yeah. And so what I want to do is essentially we've created this leadership team of five coaches and I want to train our coaches to be able to lead other coaching and other coaching teams and we have another like business with like teaching online coaches or teaching people how to go from like being a fitness professional to an online coach. That seems like be like super popular right now, but like my heart is just putting our team and having more tiers of teams underneath them. 
really just focus on quality and not quantity. And that's why um, we're just keeping things super small right now. I don't really care about, um, you know, I don't care about giving up really, you know, um, I care about the numbers, but not the sacrifice of service. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make sure that quality piece is always yeah. there, no matter what happens. Good. Yeah, I mean, there's seven, almost eight billion people on the planet. I'm pretty sure you're going to be able to find five more <laughs> awesome, awesome people. I hope so. What, um, what are you into? So, like, what do you like to learn about outside of health and nutrition and personal development? Oh, man. Like, for me, like, I love history. I love space. Um, I love uh, politics. I don't love politics, but I enjoy it. Yeah, I'd say, you know, the Bible. I love learning about God and the life of Jesus because that's one way I tried to mimic my life is, you know, through him. And other than that, like, I'm super zoned in on, like, like Jesus and then, like, personal development mm-hmm. and then, like, nutrition and fitness. And, like, leadership, too. I feel like that's where my current role is shifting. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just learning more about him because I grew up in a Catholic background and I didn't really learn too much. Uh, throughout like service and right. I now go to I town and I mean I love the Catholic religion wasn't like it's probably not appropriate but going down to I town just love the message we get yeah and uh, that's where I go right now okay yeah. so whenever you say you're, you're learning more about Jesus like what does that mean yeah just kind of how the person he was and, like how he like for example strictly from the Bible or do you like have other sources that you're learning you know just, yeah it's really from the Bible okay. Yeah, so one of the things that I, I'm friends with, like, I try to be friends with everyone. Like, growing up, like, people make fun of me. I was picked on. I was not the cool kid. Like, no one, like, I, don't, <laughs> I was getting swirlies in high school. Like, I'm like no, no, this is, this is the truth. In, in track and cross country, I was getting a swirl, like, at least once a week. I was super picked on, super small, and uh, had, like, really bad social anxiety. So I was a guy who everyone just didn't like. Right. And so like I felt that like I'm an empath. So now growing up in my current life in college, when I went to Nebraska, I was a kid facing the corner of lunchroom we eat with no one. And really? so, yeah, I was like I was scared to talk to everyone, man. Everyone. That so, blows my mind. Oh, dude. And so like right now in my life, like I will talk to everyone, but I will give a lot of attention to people who aren't getting any attention. And I think that's how like people are like, Gary, why are you hanging out with this person? And I'm like. Well, look about like think about Jesus. He hung out with like I'm not Jesus apparently. But, <laughs> no, I know you. But like, like the taxpayers, you, the sinners. Yeah, like yeah. people like like the, well, he's not your kind. I'm like, well, if there's just one chance mm-hmm. that I can like impact him in a positive way, I'm gonna take it, right? Because I don't hang out with any groups. Um, I have my inner circle of friends that I believe that we're like powerhouse together. But outside of that, like I'm gonna hang out with anyone because mm-hmm. I think that um, everyone needs love, man. And that's just, I'm just a big on giving love and giving hope. And I, I think that everyone deserves happiness. And like Ivan B and NF, big fans of them on the radio. And they talk about how, you know, their Christian views and their uh, purpose of giving life and hope. And uh, so, yeah, it's kind of what my beliefs are. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, that's good. That's great. That's, that's what I grew up in. Um, I kind of, so my wife and I still watch church. We actually just... We, I think we found a new church that we're going to start going to. But um, my, like, personal belief, I've gotten away from kind of, like, the, the resurrection, that kind of thing. Like, what do you say to people that have, like, fallen away from that? Mm-hmm. This is kind of a deeper conversation, but, like, that's why it's my podcast. Let's talk about some interesting stuff. So Let's fall away from, from what exactly? So, like, I just, I just don't buy that Jesus died on the cross and came back to life. Like, a human being did that. Like, I don't buy that. 
so how, how do I how do I explain it to someone? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, so like, I want to hear your beliefs. Like, I I don't know if I'm right. I don't know if you're right. But I just want to hear what you think. Yeah, man. You know, so you know, growing up, I had uh, I was born to the Catholic family, mm-hmm. and I was believed, um, just believed in God until like just my life experiences happened, and I just know for sure like the coincidence that my life is channeled that it was not could not be by coincidence but by like divine nature of God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's by faith that I believe that, yeah. you know, I'm not saying that you're wrong or whatever. Um, but yeah, just, just, you know, I've had a lot of crazy things happen in my life where like, I think like the, um, evil spirits have come upon me mm-hmm. um, and then positive ones too. Like See, I, I believe in, I believe that that is very, very real. Like I, and I fall in line with just about everything mm-hmm. except for the physical component. Like I can't wrap my head around that. The physical component of a resurrection. Right. And you as humans, our, our minds are so small and our minds are so like finite that like we, it's, we're not meant to get that type of mm-hmm. like change. Um, because I mean, you God is all knowing and he has, he knows everything. And that is a huge concept to, to grasp and to get because it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's, you know, it's, I mean, it's, I don't know. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a deep, like, really challenging thing to bring up, especially yeah. since I didn't be like, hey, I'm also going to say this on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. What is, uh, okay, stay on the God thing. Um, what is what is God? Who is God? Mm. Mm. So what is God to me? Or what, do, what, like, what yeah, is God well, to me? I mean, just what do you believe? Yeah, so, you know, I believe that God is... is um, that's a good question, man. Because these are it's things tough, that right? these are things that I've interpreted from the Bible myself, right? From my own experiences too. And the wild thing is, like, I'll probably ask this a lot with people that I that I have come on because I I truly think that everybody's definition is going to be a little bit different, and I want to hear them all. Oh, okay, okay. <clears throat> so I don't think that I think God is a spirit. Okay. And I don't believe that everyone like God wants anyone to go to hell. In fact. I had this really interesting conversation with someone on the airplane going to Georgia, going to Florida a month ago, and she believes, which I'm like, this makes a lot of sense. Like, if God truly wants to save your soul, mm-hmm. and if you die and you don't, you know, confess with your mouth and your heart that Jesus, you know, died on the cross and forgave us for our sins, then like you go to heaven, and essentially she says you are recycled back to earth until okay. until you learn, like, learn from your experiences, like this is why God put you here. Mm-hmm. And so I believe God is a spirit. I don't believe that we've ever, we can see God, but I believe we can hear him through his messengers. And there's been a few times in life where I've encountered spirits that like, in a very good way. And I'm like, wow, that, that was a God moment. And just from like, oh, yeah. when I met coach Casey too, it was definitely a God thing. The like, hair on your arm stands oh, dude, up. Yeah. This, yeah. So yeah, man, like I'm very passionate about like Jesus and God. And this is a great topic. So I'm, I'm glad you asked that. Yeah. No, I mean, again, like I'm, all for, I think religion is a wonderful thing, and I will go to church, my family will go to church forever, but I do also want to hear, like, what your opinion is, because in our conversations, you're very vocal about your belief, and very much doing your part to spread the word, mm-hmm. and it's, that's the, that's what I get from our conversations, and so I, that's why it was important for me to hear from you, like, what, just, like, what you're thinking. Yeah. So, like, do you, do you, do you buy into the, like, reincarnation of like the spirit like as humans we die yeah, yeah, and come yeah. back yeah um i'm not i don't think so no. okay mm, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah no i'm, oh, I'm I, undecided on that i kind of think that we do i don't think that we would be able to recognize it though 
Like, I feel like my spirit, like the soul of me, and this is just my opinion, the soul of me is like part of God. And whenever my body dies, I just become one with God again and then come back for a new experience at some other point in time. Mm -hmm. That's my thought. I don't know where I generated that from, but that's kind of what, that's the pieces of the puzzle I've put together for myself. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Because I think all, you know, God wants all the souls to go back to him, Mm -hmm. uh, to to glorify with him in heaven. Um, And like the reason why I talk about God in my post and on Instagram so much, because like I can't tell the story of tandem without God, because I believe that like tandem is a gift from God. And I realized, like, people are, like, people messaging me, like, dude, like, what kind of feedback do you get from talking about God in your posts? I'm sure people wouldn't follow me. Like, that's cool. Like, I don't care. Right, yeah. I don't care. Um, and I, I get a lot of laughs and, like, rude remarks. Oh, I'm sure. And, you know, it's okay because what I believe is what I believe, man. And Why does that matter to other people? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it kind of gets some nerves when people, like, poke. No, 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 nerves. I don't, I can't get mad. Um, I don't get mad. Unless you, like, just... Are mean to my family, then like we gotta talk, right? But other mm. than that, yeah, it's just an unnecessary time sometimes. But I realize I'm being public with my posts, right? So they have the freedom to say what they want to say, and that's cool. They have the freedom, but like, if you got nothing better to do than just to shit on somebody's post, like you, <laughs> oh, you need to, to reass- reassess. Sure, yeah. I uh, tell the, so every email or every text or whatever that I get from you, it always ends with Coach G. Oh yeah, lowercase G, and that comes from just out of respect and reverence to God, right? 100%. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe you knew that, man. That's really awesome. I mean, I think I read it on one of your posts a while back. Oh, yeah, I did post that. Post about that like last uh, last week. Because I, I, I was wondering the same thing. I was like, mm. why, is, why doesn't he just capitalize the G? You're yeah. important, man. You're well, important. Yeah, but there's someone else who's way 10 times a yeah. thousand beings more important. That's that. just like a little act of obedience, and I, I really like that. I Thanks, really appreciate man. that. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's what, feel, what I feel comfortable with, and... Every time I do that, I just think of him because, mm-hmm. like, without him, like, this wouldn't be possible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So, then I see, yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, if, if, like, in the story, I put even in seventh grade, I would write my name with a lowercase g. Mm-hmm. Then was it from that at the same, at that time, too, or? Yeah, you know, okay. similar thing. Like, I don't, like, like, you know, we're both humble people, and, like, I just want to give credit to the credit where credit's due, man. And, like, g, the capital G thing is just, it's too close to me. You know what I'm like, that makes sense, man. And so, like, she's like, she got on to me, like, are you gonna spell right today, or like, are you, are you like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, nope. Uh, I'm gonna keep it, keep it this way. I got a capital G in my last name. Now I'm starting to think about it, man. That'd be that'd be a nice little omen to the to the man above. Just lowercase. That's a great like. I, I don't know like how else to say it, but I just I think that's a wonderful show of appreciation mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. I, I thought i whenever i read that i thought that was amazing um all right so what's next for you where, where are you heading yeah so right now we are um as a team we have a, a few new programs on board we're hiring a new co- coach he's coming on, he's meeting a team officially this weekend no the team doesn't even know it i'm really excited for this new coach oh, cool. yeah so really excited for him he completes the leadership team here at tandem then after that, we'll be, um, you know, increasing our funnel, hopefully make more impacts. We've been, we've been doing a lot of presentations across the community. I think we're up to, like, 10 or 11 now. We have one tomorrow at Better Bodies. And um, so we just want to make an impact. Like, just, we do them for free. Like, we don't take mm-hmm. asking you money, right? We just want to educate trainers, clients, members. And so our goal is, is just to, can you, can you do that? 
and hopefully get you know enough clients and make the impact to hire more coaches, just funnel down and to just make the biggest impact possible to bring Indiana up from like 41 to like one last to first. Like mm. you're like which is like I said when you're gone, I'm like man like I liked it. Like the first time I met you, I'm like I like him. Like he's a really <laughs> cool guy. Um, I didn't know what to think. I'm like, who's Jeremy? Like, then Dr. Jordan Burns, shout out to you, man. Listen, wasn't when he first contacted, he was the first person that ever contacted me. Mm-hmm. And when he did, I'm like, why does he want to meet up? Like, what does he want from me? Like, do you want, like, help? <laughs> that's funny. I uh, got the same story, and I'll tell it right after this one. Exactly. That was fr- I wasn't used to, like, I, I guess, I, so I contact my mentor. I'm like, hey, should I be concerned with this guy who wants to meet up with me on Starbucks? Like, does he want you to, like, do you want, like, a business? Like, what do you, what do you, and he's like, no, nah, I just want to meet up. And so, like, then I saw him with a picture with Aaron Caprella. I'm like, yo, like, is he cool? He's like, dude, yeah, he's so cool. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> then I met up with him. That meeting changed my life because that's when he, he got on the phone. He called you. It's yep. like, yo, you got to meet, you got to meet Garrett. I'm like, so, dude, have, man, I owe, I owe him so much, man. I really appreciate him. Yeah, it was, uh. I was leaving the gym and he called me. I was like, what's up, man? Because he and I, we've become like really, really good friends through this. And he's like, dude, I just met with Garrett from Tandem Nutrition. Like, I think I've heard of that. And he's like, dude, you've got to meet him. He was the most positive, energetic person I've ever met in my life. I'm so hype right now. (laughs) And uh, so I was like, all right, cool. And so we got together. But the first time, like whenever Jordan reached out to me, I was the same way. I was like, oh man, here we go. Because I was at a point where like, Indie Fitness Mac was just starting to get, like, pretty big. And all the time people were reaching out, like, asking to meet, and then they would ask me for something. Like, no, like, you do this, I'll do this. Like, let's work together. Just like, hey, Jeremy, will you do this for me? Really? Yeah. And I just, like, I think I let myself get jaded. And I had one meeting with, uh, I won't say, obviously I won't say who, but I had one meeting, and it was a, a medical professional. And I left there, and I was like, man, what a waste of an hour of my life. Like, there's nothing here for either one of us. I just agreed to meet with somebody for no reason. And so I was heading out to meet Jordan. I was like, all right, fine, I'm, I'll meet with him. And I was on the phone with Ryan, my partner. I was like, dude, I have got to quit taking these stupid meetings. And I met Jordan, and then, like, really? everything changed. Yeah. And now we're, like, we're homies through and through. Oh, He's going to be so on awesome. here, like, probably next week. Oh, good. Probably a lot of times. But, cool. Yeah, like we're best of friends now and all because we, he reached out and wanted to take that that meeting and I mm. took the meeting even though I didn't want to yeah me too I felt the same like ah oh, this is kind of inconvenience like what does he want to talk about but then when I met him I was like this dude's like we connected on so many levels like mm-hmm. reading like podcasts and just like so I'm like this dude's on, like his, his impact his goal was the same as ours mm-hmm. like just impact as me and that's why I, I cheer for him man like yeah. I cheer for a lot of people I cheer for my competitors I just want everyone to win right I just I believe in success. I want everyone to be happy. That's my goal in life. That'd be great <laughs> if we could all do that. Um, yeah, whenever I talked to Jordan, he I think so. It was right after I met with the guy that told me to read "The Obstacle Is Away," and that's like his favorite book mm-hmm. of all time. It's such a great book. I can't recommend that book high, highly enough. Um, he also has "Ego Is the Enemy," and he just had a new one come out. Ryan Holiday. Uh, I think it's called "Stillness Is the Key." So yes. I'm gonna have to pick that one up. Yep. I listened to Ed Millett yesterday. He was interviewing the guy. Was it Ed Millett? No, Gary V. Okay. New podcast, sorry. Came up and interviewed the guy who wrote that book. Ryan Holiday. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really great interview. Yeah. Dude, like, that, that dude is something else. So he was, uh, he studied under Robert Greene, who wrote 48 Laws of Power, Mastery, uh, Laws of Human Nature, just amazing, dense, like, evergreen books. Like, these books are, they're going to last forever. They're incredible. 
And so he was his understudy, and he wrote, like, really good books under him. <clears throat> he wrote uh, Growth Hack Marketing, like, mm. probably 10 years ago. And he was, like, 24, 23 maybe. Wow. And he was, this, this dude's, like, a killer. He's awesome. But, yeah, anything he puts out. He's really into Stoic philosophy. Okay. Like Marcus Aurelius. Yes. I don't know if you've read Meditations. Mm, I have the book. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one to get through. Is it? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, a, it's very dense, and it's, like, in language that we wouldn't use, if that makes sense. It's kind of like reading, like, I read um, The Picture of Dorian Gray, which was by Oscar Wilde. Okay. And, like, I think it was, like, the mid-1800s. And it's so, like, every sentence is, like, 40 words. Mm. It's just, it, it's a slog to get through it. But wow. it, some of these books that are, like, older, that last that long, there's a reason they last that long. Mm. But I digress. Uh, yeah. So Jordan Burns connected us. And then we met, <laughs> what, at Starbucks that one time? Yes. Yep. What's next for for us? What? How can I help you? Man, I was gonna ask you the same that question. Like, I beat you to it. Look, cause I was like, <laughs> hey, Casey. I was like, because Casey and Ashley are in charge of our monthly community events. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so we're like thinking about what can we do next. I'm like, let's do a 5K. And so like, I started looking around and like all these 5Ks. I'm like, man, there's like none of these. My biggest thing is I want to support something awesome, and you know, help people. And then I saw yours. I'm like, I just made a decision. I'm like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. And then like Ryan reached out your partner and he's like yo I can get you a discount code I'm like what you can give me a discount code I'm like I feel like I'm special now man and so yeah so we're excited we have like a community of over like 600 people in our group and I'm hoping we get like 20 or 30 people to come out there with us that'd be amazing we would greatly appreciate that I'm promoting it right now with you know Instagram and our Facebook community um so yeah thank you for putting that on man is this the first one second one we did one last year and we lost our ass (laughs) I had to pay, like, out-of-pocket, like, $1,500, and then, so we, like, the whole time, like, we were trying to raise money for the Patichu Foundation, which feeds food-insecure children in Indianapolis. Well, then we lost $1,500, so we didn't have money for a donation, so I had to, my wife and I made that donation. It was not a, a ton, of, but we made the donation because we had, I mean, we felt like we had to. Okay. It was just, it was rough last year, but this year, we, um, we've been a lot more fiscally responsible. Okay. And at this point, we're just trying to get as many people out there as possible just to come together for our little movement we've got going on. Yeah, man. I'm Community excited. events are like, that's where it's at, man. Mm-hmm. That's how people form bonds that are deeper than Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's so important. Like, there are people who are not even part of our community who just want to be part of the team, like, or just like prospects. Like, I just love you guys because you get together on a monthly basis. I'm like, heck yeah, like, you don't even have to sign up. Just come hang out with us. Yeah. <laughs> we just want to be, we just want to get to know you. Yeah, we do um, our health pass tours, and that's like, come one, come all. Come work out with us. It's fun. When's, when's the next one? Um, Saturday. And where's it at? It's at D1 Training out in Speedway. Okay. Alex is actually going to be teaching a class. Alex McKinley. Yep. She's our community director. Um, she's going to be teaching the class, and her classes are awesome. Sweet. She's a badass. Will you be there? I'll be there. Cool. Yep. What time's Saturday? 9.30. Okay. Right on, man. You're welcome to come. Thank you. What can I do for you, brother? Oh man, you already do enough. No, just keep being. No, seriously, like I, um, no, there's. I can't think of anything. Like you, (laughs) you read my post, you like my post. That's all. Like just keep doing you, man. Like just keep doing what you guys are doing and how I can support you because I feel like our missions are almost the same exact. On as far as the passion and like the mission, like just let me know how I can further support because I feel fulfilled helping you out. Right on. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. Man, it's been fun. Oh, I do had a great time. Thanks for hopping on. Thank you, Thank you for letting me come on today. Take it easy. Bye later.